Um, I want to talk about a show. Oh, now, this happened a couple of years ago, but I cannot believe that we didn't speak about it on this show. Uh, over in the UK, there's a Judge Judy over there, but his name is Judge Rinder. Um, here's yep. his theme music here. I mean, it's a huge show over there. Judge Rinder, or it's Judge Rinser, because he rinses through all the, all the people that get up there. He yells at them here, and, and okay. people over in the UK love these type of shows. Yeah. But I didn't know. Somebody sent me this on the weekend and said, you've got to talk about it on your show. So there was two neighbours and they were feuding over their dog and cat. Um, well, let's talk about Sandra. She's a grandma and Sandra had a dog by the name of Max. The next door neighbours, their names were Nikki and Greg and Nikki and Greg have a cat called Gizmo. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, so the cat and dog must be fighting. No, they're not. Uh-uh. Because Greg walked in. He walked in one day to see his cat with the dog Max and he explains it to everybody. I found the cat, uh, the dog over the cat, and uh, <laughs> an uncompromising position. Ah. When you said uncompromising position, I know this is difficult for you to hear. Can you describe precisely what you saw, please? The dog was trying to have sex with our cat. So Nikki and Greg are suing Sandra because Sandra's dog was trying to have sex with her cat. Now, I mean, no, I mean was trying. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, you know? <laughs> what? So then Sandra's there. They were asking, I mean, everyone's trying to do this without <laughs> laughing, right? And then Sandra was asked about her dog, Max, you know? Does, does he do this regularly? I knew Max had a thing with human legs, but I didn't think in a million years that he would try it on me a cat. (laughs) So he's had a crack at the cat. Now, mate, what's that like? I would go, you would have a bit of a laugh about this and you would move on, but obviously not Nikki and Greg, um, because they've, they've said that it's really affected their cat Gizmo, and Nikki is talking about how much it has actually affected the cat. Cats now on medication for anxiety oh, and depression. What else would you want from Sandra? An apology, an actual heartfelt apology. Oh, come on. I'm really, really sorry, Nikki. I'm really, really, really sorry. I didn't realise that it was. I'm sorry. Why are you laughing? It's not a funny situation. You're supposed really to be apologising. That is ridiculous. So, so Sandra's up there and she cannot keep a straight face and she's trying to apologise and saying, I'm so sorry that my dog Max tried to have sex with your cat. I did, he didn't mean it. It's all over. Anyway, the case is it's finished and Sandra loses and she's got to pay $2,000 in medical fees. Because of Gizmo. For, yeah, because of Gizmo. Very good. Oh. Very good. <laughs> what? So then, you know the bit in Judge Judy when they're all out the back and they're all around each other and they're blowing up at each other, right? So this is Nikki talking here on how upset she is that, you know, that Gizmo's been upset. But have a listen. Uh, This is a great little dig. Have a listen to Sandra. Have a dig at Gizmo the cat and the name she calls it right at the end here. The dog was completely irresponsible. You were irresponsible. And that's all I've got to say on the matter. 
Maybe she's just a colder cat, pussy galore. Oh! <laughs> 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 you know, I thought I'd, you know, I thought I'd had the win on the day. <laughs> that oh is my, outstanding. Isn't it outstanding? I'd pay $2,000 just so I could be I, on TV I've, arguing this case. I've followed up. It was two years ago. She still hasn't paid the two grand. She's oh, not going to pay it. She's How's not going to pay it. Back <laughs> into it or not. Maybe the cat was flirting and she's the troublemaker. Fitzy and Whipper. Love this man. Outback Wrangler. Matty right Matty! Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me here today. We spoke to um, we spoke to a lady today who who was the wife of a plumber, and she said they've got two separate <laughs> washing machines at home: one for his clothes when he comes yeah. home, and one for the normal clothes. Oh, I definitely needs that. How does because Ky- I've I've had a weekend away with you up there. You yeah. you are you I mean, just you just throw yourself <laughs> into any river into anything that's I around. Think Kai just throws the clothes out. Yeah, really, just burns them out <laughs> the back. Like, Done for this weekend. Yeah. Hey, Matty, yeah. can I ask? I saw overnight. This yeah. was in the States. I'm not sure if you saw the footage, but there was a rescue job on a mum and a little boy, I think, that had fallen into the water. Yeah. Alligators there, and there were snipers on hand. Snipers to shoot the yeah, alligators. to shoot the alligators. But I remember having a conversation with you. You were talking about just not only how tough the skin is, but also with um, buffalo, Yeah, how, you know, they've got that... Basically, a plate across their head where their yeah. horns are. Yeah, very. That's tough. bulletproof. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Like, that, that's buffalo. But hey, you got snipers. I'm sure they'll look at this. Look at this. Oh, this is the vision. So he's oh, lining really? up. He's in position. The kid fell into the water. So is it tr- really necessary to shoot them? How hard is it to kill a croc? Where's, where's the kid? Yeah, the kid's in the drink. Ah, oh, so yeah, you, you wouldn't like that, would you? It then got bitten. Uh, he got bitten on the hand. Who? The, the kid. kid. Yeah. There's the Have a look at the crocodiles hanging around, around oh, for the kid. He's looking for a meal. <laughs> yeah, he's he's hungry. Well, they found the kid, didn't they? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Kids yeah, are okay. Kids are okay. Kids are okay. Matty, if you're in a situation where there's a croc coming at you and you've... I mean, you carry a knife, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you got a gun on you also? Or are you no, comfortable no, with a knife? No, no. Just um, like a situation like that, hey, you've got to you got to look after that kid. And, yeah, that's exactly you know, right. If the alligator's going to come and... Ha- Chew on the kid. You yeah. Take care are of they alligator. more aggressive than Crocs alligators? No, or they're no they're, by the they're bar. like a big frog with teeth. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, the, um, can we talk about, there was a viral video that went all around yeah. the world, you and another bloke, and you were in a swamp, and you were patting... Bone cruncher. It was bone cruncher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went crazy because yeah. you were basic. You were pushing bone cruncher away going, hey, leave us alone. Yeah. And you were, just, you were patting mm. his snout. Well, hey, he's handicapped. I've known him for a long time. He just—he's he, a mate. Yeah, he just—he's still got to watch. He's still a crocodile, but you know, and yeah, he's, he's, yeah. But Matty, so, hey? that footage the other night when you're there near the trap, and you've got your foot, you're oh, walking, you go, oh my god, yes. I can, I can, I can feel him. There's one under me. Oh yeah, that's not cool. Nah. No, <laughs> no sudden movements. No sudden movements. Can I say when I watch because I've watched you before? There are you on your croc farm, and you look after these crocs really well. But you know, some of them are so large and powerful. I can see in your body movement that you know how quick these crocs are going to come out of the water. You that like it's split second, isn't it? Yeah, it's like anything. It's like driving the traffic in Sydney. You get accustomed to it and used to it, and you understand what's about to happen. So yeah. <laughs> I don't drive in traffic in Sydney. It's that simple. It's a bit you don't different. Muck around it's a bit it's different when you take it for granted. No, no, no. These cars—they're just like frog, they're like frogs with engines. Yeah. <laughs>
they're, they're fine, mate. You don't need to worry uh, about them. Who's your little croc that's on the beach there that comes Claudia. up? Yeah, Claudia. Yeah. Yeah. Claudia's yeah. a beautiful she little a croc. She grabbed a dingo the other day. She I grabbed did, a dingo? Yeah, so I got a pet dingo. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and tried to eat it, and I jump off. I jumped off the boat on the crocodile, saved the dingo. But then the dingo tried to bite me because he thought I was attacking oh. it. <laughs> Come I'm on, like, mate. really? Who's team you on? Yeah, I know. He, he's very loyal now, and he doesn't go near the water. Mate, we love having you in, Maddie. It's great to have you back in the studio, hey, guys. How good is it down here? Hey, I want to know how long you've been working at the same company for. Oh, yeah. To get to your long service leave 10 years is not a bad effort. When you get to 20, do you get another? You'd think so. Go again. What, another two months? Yep. What if you're Walter Orthman, Tom? He's 100 years of age. He's been at the same company in Brazil for 84 years. Oh, my God, Walt. How long do you want off? Mate. That is unbelievable. He hasn't got enough time in his life, I would assume, to take the amount of time off his owed. And on the 17th of January 1938, Walter Orthman started work as a shipping assistant when he was 15 years of age. He was told to leave school, sir, from mm. the family because they needed money. They didn't have any money. So he started at a, uh, a company called Renault View. Okay? And Good on you, Walt. He was enthusiastic. When it came to learning, he wanted to learn all about the company, worked his way up, and he has been there for 84 years. Take your long service leave, Walt. Do you know what he does there, Fitz? What's his role? Is he an admin man? Is he on the shipping yard? He's been a receptionist the whole time. Hello, Walt speaking. He's worked his way up um, in the shipping yard. Mm. Yeah, he was in the shipping yard originally, but now he's in the office. Shortly after, he was promoted to a position in sales. Then he became a successful sales manager, Mm -hmm. and he's been there ever since. And I think they just... I mean, he's he's half asleep most of the time now. He's 100 years of age. He's part of the furniture. It's just brilliant. You know one man who has been... Oh, my gosh. What, I someone, mean, someone can beat 84 years? No, no one can beat 84 years, but I reckon, I reckon this man could get there at Channel 9. It's our good friend Richard Wilkins. He's celebrating 35 years. Dickie! 35 Hello. years at Channel 9. Yeah, and they said it wouldn't last, eh? No, right. it's, um, my dad, you know, came from an era when, when he always said to me, just get a job you like and do do your best, and, you know, there you go. And I... Uh, I can, he, he was at BP, the petrol company, for 30 years. Yeah. We, we used to get up on a Saturday morning and go and wash the company car for him. And there was a, you know, we have great respect for, for that. I still buy BP petrol, by the way. Um, but, you know, 35 years, no two days have ever been the same, which has been a, a constant joy for me working. Do you remember your first day, Dickie? Well, I do, as a matter of fact. It was April the 16th, 1987. It was the day that MTV started. Yes. Um, Because MTV used to be on Channel 9. Yeah. Mr. Packer went over there and bought MTV. That's right. You bought it to Australia. playing it through the wee small hours. um, And then we started doing our own thing, which was uh, three hours live to air on a Friday and Saturday night. It was fantastic. So I guess, you know, my job has evolved and changed over the years, but it's been it's been terrific. Do you, could you see yourself? I mean, to break this record or equal it, it's another forty nine years, fifty years at Channel Nine. I mean, could you yeah. could you be on the couch in another fifty years, Dickie? Just I shan't I shan't be spending another forty nine years. Sorry to sorry to disappoint the viewers, but uh, no, for, for, that's a, I'll think. Old, what's his name? That old fellow? Well, no, yeah, old, Walter Walter Orthman is his name. Yes, mm-hmm. good on him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got that one to himself. It's a beautiful and Dickie, uh, Dickie thirty five years. You're celebrating. This Friday night, is that correct? A couple of drinks. Oh, to well, celebrate? I'm having. Yeah, thanks for putting the word out. Um, <laughs> not everyone's invited, but thank you. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, we're having a couple of drinks with a few people who have been uh, significant uh, along the way. Um, you know, I've worked with a lot of different people over the years. Uh, some some lovely. 
great people, and I, I consider myself very lucky. And how many written warnings have you had in that 35 years, Dickie? Oh, just the, just the ones that you you were involved with. Okay. <laughs> good to get a mention. Now, Channel Nine's been very good to me. I've been very loyal to Channel Nine. I've had a couple uh, of op- options along the way, but Nine's have. been good to me. Uh, you know, I've been um, you know compensated accordingly. The, you know, everyone's the ex-wives have all got nice houses. The kids all went to good schools. It's been good, you know. Hey, Dickie, Dickie, there's got to be another show in you. Like, what's the next show? Is there another music show you could possibly do, or what's in the oh, back of your mind? A couple of ideas. Funny you should mention that. When I need the when I need the, the publicity, I'll um. I'll give you a call. But, yeah, we've got a, got a couple of ideas, you know. Um, Dickie, yeah. would you consider SAS or something like that or a survivor? No. Lo- love, love Island? No. The Bachelor. <laughs> no, once said to me, mate, I'll give you... I won't mention the amount of money, but a lot of zeros. If you do celebrity married at first sight. Oh, I would oh, pay to watch that. Yeah. Hey, Dickie, just quickly, drinks on Friday night. Should we meet around the pool that has a permit or the one that doesn't? Oh, I've got to go. See you, boys. I don't know what you're talking about. Guys, this is a big one. Page three of the paper this morning. Uh, millions of Australians are having their face prints captured by three major retail outlets. Have a listen to this. Bunnings. Kmart and the good guys. So as you walk through the door, the video footage is scanning your face. They have the technology to recognise you as a familiar customer. I don't know why people freak out about this. No. What, well, you, what is everyone say, worried about? You could say it's an invasion of privacy. How? Uh, well, the Choice spokeswoman said uh, from the consumer data advocate, Kate, she described it as completely inappropriate and un- an unnecessary use of technology. But what are they doing it for? Shoplifting. Well, well, they're doing it for shoplifting and also, but this is what Bunnings came out and said, uh, the technology captures the customer's face and the idea is that they have had problem customers that have treated Mm. their staff badly and therefore we want to recognise these customers as they come into a store. Totally. Yeah, I I totally agree. I do too. Because what is it? I mean, you know, small businesses lose, well, they're not small businesses, but they lose millions and billions of dollars from shoplifting. Kate um, from, uh, where did I say she was from? Consumer. She came out and said that um, the business is using the technologies to capture the customer's sensitive biometric information and said it's unethical and this will erode consumer trust. Oh, come on. If you need a spanner... You're just walking in there. You don't care. Bunnings said that we use the technology to help prevent theft and the support and safety for our team. I, look, I totally agree with that. Mm. The, the, where, facial recognition, where it gets a little bit too much, there, the, the, there's talk of... Um, well, China, over in China... Famous uh, for it. Well, this... Are they though? Yeah. I mean, has this been proven that you walk along the street and they can? They I think can, it has been. They can recognise your face and know everything from your bank account details mm-hmm. to your credit card details to everything. And like, that's where yeah. it gets scary. The idea is too that they can then rank you as a, as a citizen, and that's what they're concerned about. This can add to a larger data. So if Kmart's capturing my footage and they know who I am and how I treated them in the store, if I'm given some sort of score, and then I go to Bunnings and they give me a score, you can have a social ranking of people. And Black Mirror, the TV series, they do a thing on this where people with certain rankings are able to go to certain events. Uh, If you're applying for a home loan, they look at your social ranking. So if you're a good person who doesn't steal Mm -hmm. or yell at the staff, you get a VIP 
pay invite to a oh, concert. Do you know what though says? I look at it the other way because you're right. If I've gone to a Bunnings store and I love Bunnings, so I'm in there and I love the staff and I'm quite familiar with them now, and you know I want them to recognise me when I walk in the store. And they go, oh, there are whip dogs here. Oh, how are you, mate? You want an alarm? To I want go alarm off to go, as you walk I want in. them to go. Oh, he's a ten out of ten customer. <laughs> and confetti flies from the ceiling. Yep. Do you know what? I'm going to give him a free paint sample today. I'm going to give him a, th- a free shifter because he's a good customer. What, like the, you know, when they do the millionth customer or something, oh, yeah. and, and confetti comes yep, from the that's roof. That's what I want every time I walk into Bunnings. Oh, but do you know you what? Want sausages coming from the roof at, so- <laughs> at Bunnings. Do you know what? Like if you walk into Kmart, right, and they've got the face technology, and they know that I came in and bought a t-shirt, say th- two months ago. And they're able to go, oh, he bought a T-shirt two months ago. It's five degrees outside. Imagine a staff member coming up and going, hey, Whipper, you bought that T-shirt three months ago. Can I suggest a puffer jacket? Here's a matching jacket hey, and pant ensemble. You know what, I mean? what an outfit hey, that would create. I, I reckon, Whip Dog, you can do with a tracksuit, buddy. It's freezing out there. You, they, they don't know what you're in for. You go into a shop <laughs> to shop don't. for what you want. Yeah, but then they go, they know my profile, so they go, I'll tell you what, if you're getting the kids outside, you'll need gumboots. But stay away from the candy <laughs> Who's What the- do you mean? Well, because the tracksuit pants, you're already going for an elastic waist. Just on my profile as a big F <laughs> yeah. for fat. Oh, I mean, you don't get lollies I mean, that is. in a Gantt, Sarah. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> they know me anyway. Don't worry about that. The Fitzy and Whippers Show is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcast.com.au.